Thank you, Dave, for sharing. As we think about how God has been so good to us, and um, again, this is a, um, how can I put it? Well, you're going to have to judge, judge it then. As far as the Sunday where we do some reflective thinking, reflective thinking. Where there's reflective thinking, there is um, stability is brought about. You stop doing rash things, and you got to kind of calm your heart. And so um, this is the thing that the Lord have laid on my heart um, for this morning as we go to the text. And uh, <clears throat> let's go to the word of prayer first. Father, I just want to thank you for the saints of God. Thank you for the ones who are here. These are the ones you want to hear right now. You talk to the other thousands and millions where they are, but in this place, here's what you want us to know and what us for us, Lord, to really receive in our spirit. So thank you for our time together. Help me to clearly uh, share with the saints. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Amen. Well, we are, we're dealing with the word uh, developing a clean heart. You know, we, um, we, we have a tendency to say, Lord, I just want to know. Uh, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. And what type of, well, especially when scripture says the heart is deceitful and des desperately wicked, then how do you develop a clean heart? Well, um, Yes, I know this, that when uh, you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, uh, he gives you uh, a heart toward him that has had the potential of following him. But how do you do this? And so um, this is a how-to moment. And it's a very uh, simple uh, set of verses that you are so familiar with. And so... As we think about this young man in, in, in his, his prayer time as he bowed before the Lord and, and he began to think, you know, Lord, I really want to get this thing together. Then Psalm 19 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, uh, reviving the soul, and the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple. You're familiar with this. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. This fear means the reverence of the Lord. The reverence of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true, righteous, and altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and dripping as the honeycomb, like a connoisseur. Uh, he's really taking it in here. Moreover, my, by them is your servant warned, and keeping them there is a great reward. Who can discern this, his errors? Declare me innocent from the hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. But here's the verse that we really want to key in on. Let's read it together. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable 
in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I want us to keep, I want to go back over this verse, and I want this to start really sinking down in your soul, and we're going to break these verses down. It's broken down to three major areas. Let's say this verse again. What is it? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. As we look at that, and, that's, and that has been resonating in my spirit all this week, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God, my Lord, my rock, my redeemer. Well, um, then, defining the term. The act of conducting a personal evaluation in order to be all that God has purposed for our life. Rick Warren wrote this book on perfect, a purpose-driven life. <clears throat> and God has something for just you, designed specifically for you to do. And whether you do it or not, don't let people pat you on the back for some of the things you're capable of doing, gifts and everything else. No, no, no. What is it that God wants you to do? Once you know what God wants you to do, I was uh, sharing with the board in our devotional, don't quit. Don't do what? Don't quit. Because once you understand what God wants you to do, then you will find that... Um, but if you, if you quit, as I shared with them, you will uh, forever lose the rewards of what tomorrow has for you. And so the Lord, that's why the psalmist says, Lord, he goes down and he gets personal. Real, a person who is really getting forward, uh, going forward, are those individuals who really nail down inwardly. They know who they are, what they want to do, and move forward on that. Regardless of what everybody else is doing, what they're saying, what have God laid on your heart to do? And to settle that, don't settle it from the outside in. Settle it from the inside out. And the first thing we do is uh, work through this area. So in our introduction, we are sons and daughters of the king, and all of our activities must flow from hearts that are available to be used by God. Is your heart usable by God? He's capable of using your heart. But if you say, yes, my heart is usable by God, then the first thing, he'll send somebody who gets on your last nerve. They so happen to come in just as you're finishing your statement. And the Lord says, now what are you going to do with that? Now from your heart, what do you feel like doing? What are you going to do? From your heart, if you're representing me, how are you going to act in this moment, in this very moment? Thinking it through. What type of heart will be completely submissive to the will and way of God? It must be what? It must be it must be, it must be, if God is going to use your heart, he must, you must, he must be, you must be approachable. You must be available. We're, have you ever seen, uh, you've been in a situation where you, I don't know whether you're at a movie or looking at television and everything else, and a person is talking and you don't hear them because 
the television's on. And so what happens is the person keeps saying over and over and over and over, or, or it might be another conversation. If you're not focused, you won't hear. And God is saying, uh, when you have this type of heart, you're ready to hear exactly what I'm going to tell you. And guess what? You might not like it. But I'm telling you, not only for now, but for tomorrow. I'm telling you right now so you'll never regret what I'm trying to do in your life. We are God's change agents, children of light and more than conquerors. It's very important that we think and embrace our roles as sons and daughters in the king, as king. Let us consider these verses as a teachable moment. If we talk about the, these uh, verses and being teachers, number one, it must have sincere presentation. I'm breaking down this verse that we'll be going through. It must have uh, sincere, a sincere presentation. Two, it must have a sound sense of purpose. And three, it must uh, have an informed and submissive attitude. This verse that, we, uh, that I mentioned to before, creating me a clean heart and all these other things, uh, the whole idea is um, we must have these things in place. So let's start off with the verse itself. It must have a sincere presentation. And as we deal with this, there are two critical areas that he has, uh, was committing to the Lord. Number one, his words. He says, let the words of my mouth. Now slow it down. He says, Lord, here are the things that I'm committed to you right now. The things that I'm saying, let the words of my mouth not be acceptable in uh, somebody else's sight. Let the words of my mouth. How are your words this morning? Have you hurt someone this week or were you a blessing this week? I, I think that's very important because words are powerful and never spoken by accident. Well, I accidentally said that. No, you didn't. Because what you said, you were already thinking. See, oh, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, oh, yes, you did. I tell you what you were not thinking. You were not thinking whether it honored God by the things that you said. How are your words? He says, let the words of my mouth. God, I'm putting you to before today. Let everything I say, my words. They had the song, is your all on the altar? <laughs> Are your words on the altar? Watch your word. Uh, in everyday languages, watch your mouth. Isaiah 51, 15. I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea so that it waves roar. And the Lord has, of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in your mouth. And cover you in the shadow of my hand, establishing the heavens and laying the foundations of the earth. And saying to Zion, you are my people. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth or out of the mouth of your offsprings or out of the mouth of your children's. Offsprings. Wow, says the Lord, from this time forth and what? He says, what I'm telling you, not only should you live by it, you tell your children, don't care whether they like it or not, again, and then to your grandchildren. 
That's how powerful God's word is. And God says, if you haven't been doing it, then quit complaining about the outcome. If you know that you have shared the word, and God says, do you think that he was just talking to the Jews? <laughs> then the Lord says, just in case you may say, well, he was talking to the Israelites. He said, no, all the words of God uh, you, you find is written for our learning also. Um, it's for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. You know? uh, so then the whole idea is that the Old Testament is also for us in the New Testament. And, in the, and under the age of grace. So when the Lord says, your words, my words, he says, I have put in your mouth. When you hang out with God, you start talking like God will want you to talk. Okay. Are you doing some God talking or what? what? You're talking about, you're talking like somebody. Okay. But you know what? Have you ever noticed the children? Children talk by what they hear their parents say. May your children hear words of encouragement, words that honor God, words. How is your words? And the first thing he puts on the list as he's talking to God, let the words of my mouth. And when I let the words of my mouth, I'm letting God take control of my mouth. And there was a, if you just did a research on it, there's so many, uh, I couldn't put it up here. Just, put some, just, just dealing with the word, I think it's so important. We are accountable for our words. There's never a time as a believer that our words should be less than God-honoring. Less than God-honoring. There's no need to. You don't need to exalt yourself before anybody. The person says, you're dumb. Well, I praise the Lord that you have a, a quite a level of perspective, you know. Uh, I, I disagree. Okay. Um, uh, how you come up to that, but you no, know, maybe you can teach me on this, but you call me dumb. But I'm not going to be acting dumb because you call me dumb. Now, when a person calls you dumb and then you start acting like a dumb dummy, then hey, a dog, a, a, a duck that walks like a duck and uh, quacks like a duck, gotta be what? All right, so if a person calls you dumb, just keep humming. Let them live with it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Let the words of my mouth. The Lord says, your words are so damaging or beneficial that when it comes out, you cannot take it back. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. God's word is saying it should be coming out of your mouth all the time. You don't have to retort to uh, putting somebody else's else down. You don't have to defend yourself. You know, a lot of times, uh, Jesus Christ would just keep his mouth shut. John the Baptist had a poem where he said a few words, and all of a sudden, he shut up. One of the wisest things sometimes is just, just keep your mouth shut. Proverbs says, even a fool is considered wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Uh, so I think it's so important when it comes down to our words now, one, our words must be God-honoring, trustworthy, kind, gracious, considerate, comforting, reliable, binding. Let me go back to this. Binding. Let me just make sure 
that we are we, ha we are working with these words. If not, use these words, uh, use this as your uh, guide for this week. God honoring, trustworthy, kind, gracious, considerate, comforting, liable, binding. Your words mean a whole lot. I was uh, <laughs> I was I was driving alone going to uh, to my barber. I said, and I uh, have a time where we, we, you know, I'm on his time schedule. So I set up the time, and I time myself. I always give myself 15 minutes. So I'm driving along to my house, uh, from my house, and all of a sudden the police car came. Uh, and, uh, I said, I said, oh man. I said, I don't know what happened. I mean, so I, I, I pulled to the side, and and uh, it was one of those uh, plain clothesmen uh, type of, and and the blue lights going and everything else. And so I said, well, let me one, let me roll my window down. And let me to, and I'm not going. Don't get out of the car. Just wait and see what the what the police have to say. You know, uh, I'm not. Gonna, Why do you have to stop me? I was on my way to the bar, and I, no, just keep your mouth. You don't know what I had to find out what's on his mind. And so, uh, and so, when he came up to the to the car, I said, "Good morning, sir." I said, um, "What is that you have? Uh, what is that you I've done?" No, he said, um, "Your brake lights." I said, oh, my brake lights? I said, yes, when your brake lights were, we were at a, you were at a stop and your brake lights weren't on. I said, well, he said, but then when you started off and we pulled along the side, your brake lights started again. I said, oh, yeah. I said, this is what I practice, especially in the wintertime. Whenever I go to, to a stop, stop sign, I always throw it in neutral. And so when I throw the car in neutral, then it takes everything out of drive and there's no need of slipping and everything else. So I practiced it all the time during the summer, so it was natural during the winter. And so, um, so the officer said, and I said, this way, if someone does hit me, I'm not out of control because the car is in what? Neutral. And so, he was, and so I, I kept the tone and everything else, and he said, well, let me see your driver's license. I said, no problem. I gave him the driver's license, and uh, he looked. There was nothing to provoke anything. Gave my driver's license back. And he said, okay, have a great day. And I said, well, thank you, officer. And still got there to the barber right on time. You know what happened a lot of times? Why did you stop me? I have my rights. No, I'm not going to roll down the window. Look, just let the words of my mouth and the meditation of God. Of, of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. And guess what? God watch our words, not so much in the good times, in the character building times. He watch your words and then he weigh it out and he says, does this represent me? Does this honor me? Can you say honestly, Lord, let the words of my mouth my trust, my prayer is that we get to the point of being very skillful with our words. That when we speak with grace, it'll minister to individuals. And guess what? People will know you by your words. If you're signifying all the time, say, here comes the bottle, here comes the person, here comes something. But if you're complaining all the time, oh, then give me, here comes another story, you know. Okay. But if you are an encourager, this is why I was telling individuals about coming to morning worship. Do you think that coming to morning worship is just for coming and worshiping God? 
coming to Mercy come morning the morning worship I was sharing with the board also is to encourage others. And so the, our words are so important. Watch your mouth. Matthew 12, 36, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will be given, will give an account for what? Careless words they speak. Question. How are the words of your mouth? Are you there yet? How about the words of your mouth? Are you there yet? Do you feel comfortable in how you talk? That you, no one can point a finger and say, I knew you when you said, and you hurt my. Sure, there are times when you have to confront people and, and tell them, but it's how we say it. How we confront them is so important. His thoughts, meditation, and the meditation of my heart. And the meditation of my heart was the next part of it. And it says, we are the product of our thought life that governs various critical areas in our life. Our emotions, our desires, our reasoning, our response, our memory, our priorities, our pain, our secret sins. All of these things we find that have a moment, yeah. Our perspective, perception of God, others, and ourselves, it all resonates in our hearts. And so then we have to make sure that, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, I think that is so important. My emotions, my desire, my reasoning, my response, because out of the heart comes the issues of life. And when you have what they call a good heart, when people really love the things that, that you have a good heart, guess what? They're able, people, they're able to trust you based on the quality of your heart. How's your heart today? God wants to make sure that this thing is taking place. We have a tendency to meditate in three specific areas. Things that pertain to our personal comfort zone. Other Others based on our perceptions, uh, perceptions and values. God based on our fellowship and influence that he has on our life. These are the three ma major areas. That's why the, the thing is, what's in it for me? Where are we going? What's in it for me? If, we, if it's not for me, I'm not quite interested. And so I think it's so important that we think about this, these are the three major areas. So it says the meditation of my heart. My words, my heart. And all the time, God is watching this. The circumstances in your life is for development. The circumstances in your life is for you making an impact on other, other lives. The circumstances in your life is to glorify God. The circumstances in your life is preparing you for glory. And it's closer than you think. And God is saying, I'm listening to your words and I'm watching the meditations of your heart. And make sure you're on target. I appreciate my um, my uh, son-in-law, Randy, in uh, in his little business, you know. And the, and the first thing when you think about business, folks are thinking about money, you know. 
and his his business that he's going into and everything else and what he's uh, activated has has nothing basically to do with money, but for the minds and hearts of the saints. And so he he he's already gone through the the whole thing like you you go through for as far as the business is concerned. And guess what? He he set it up, you know. And so when he 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 has a job, but then he has to go to work also. You see. And as he go to work, one thing that he's doing is impacting lives for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jobs you retire from. But God rewards you when you're doing things for him. And it all comes from the heart. The heart. Question. Why is it so important for the psalmist to commit his heart? Because it is God's command, he is always observing our life. First Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. Talking about Saul. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks what? On the what? He said, man looks on the outer appearance. People coming in looking great, looking good, boy, you know, uh, looking like, wow, they own a, a, a few companies and everything else. And they really look good. And God said, I'm looking right past them. So, Lord, do you see how rich they are? Yeah, but I'm getting ready to take it away from them today anyway. But what I give you has eternal value. And so it's so important that we uh, have this in, in our, uh, our lives. King uh, Josiah, he discovered and read the word of God. But to the kingdom of, of Judah to send you to inquire of the Lord, thus said, uh, shall you uh, say to him, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard. Remember this word, Lord. Because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God, when you heard his words against this place and its inhabitants, and you have humbled yourself before me and have torn your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard it, declares the Lord. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord. See the capital L-O-R-D. To walk after the Lord and keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. A pure heart is an obedient heart. If we do what we are told, we will never grieve the Holy Spirit who has sealed us into the day of redemption. Josiah, when the, the word of God had been hidden, sin, Israel had sinned so much, all through the years, God's word was tucked away somewhere and they found it. And when he found it, he began to read it. And when he began to read it, he said, oh, God, we're so far off base. And the first thing, his, his, with, the, with that type of heart, he was saying, Lord, will you please forgive us? And he prays before God. And God says, listen, Josiah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix these people. But for you, you'll never see the calamities. You're going to die. And I'm going to bring you back, bring, bring you home to me. Don't worry about that. I said, because of your heart, 
because you decided to walk with me while everybody else were doing their thing. What you decide is designed in your heart. Whatever you determine in your heart, understand the results will be between you and God. And we have to give an account of that. Number two, it must have a sound sense of purpose. Be acceptable in your sight. He said, that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart. He says, Lord, be acceptable in your sight. Um, have you ever saw some things that look like good food? Then you taste it and you say, mm. and you're in, a, you're in a very fancy place, so you want to make sure that you, uh, you got to get out of your mouth, you know. So you take the napkins, oh, Uh, or whatever the case may be, you you might be slicker than that, but you make sure that, and the Lord says, listen, everything you say is not acceptable. So he says, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, then the next thing he says, be acceptable. This is between you and the Lord. It's not what the other folks is hearing hearing this. This is between you and I trust that in your time of meditation, the things that you're saying is acceptable to God. That's why Jesus Christ was saying in Matthews, when you come before the Lord, don't be blabbing a whole lot of stuff. Don't be saying stuff that people hear. Go into your closet, shut the door, then talk to God. Then let him hear you. One of our greatest concerns should be God's approval of all we do, think, and say because they are flowing from the condition of our heart. Some folks have a bad heart condition, don't even know it. (laughs) And what God is saying, how do I know a person has a bad heart condition? Listen to what they say. You cannot love God with all your heart all your soul and all your mind and your words break God's heart. It doesn't make sense, does it? You don't have to be a college grad to understand that. Your words nail you to who you are. And so I think it's important that we watch what we say. Watch what we say. Romans 12, 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your what? reasonable service. How do I do this? How do I go about doing this? Well, number one, I have to put my all on the altar. My words, my heart on the altar. And guess what? It's my reasonable service. My reasonable service. Do you know that when we get the glory, we'll be, I mean, no more sin, no more sorrows. There'll be peace and joy And you run across all type of intellectuals and folks who never went to school on the same level and join each other's fellowship to be in glory. Guess what? That is not a wish. That is coming just as sure as I'm standing here. Everything is headed to. Are we ready to hang out with God forever? God said practice by hanging out with him right now. Right now. And so it says, the first thing you do then, Lord, what I want to do then, I want everything to be acceptable in your sight, oh Lord. That's my, my reasoning. Here's number two. 
it must have an informed and uh, submissive attitude. O Lord, my rock, and that should be number three, really. O Lord, my rock and redeemer. Notice what he starts off with, good theology. Three things the psalmist said that behooves us to never forget. Number one, O Lord, we must acknowledge, reverence, and obey the sovereign God of the universe, who is also our heavenly Father. When we talk about this thing about, oh, oh, Lord, notice the psalmist's perception of God. The word Lord printed in the uppercase letter that refers to Jehovah, the eternal one, the sovereign God. And whenever you see capital O, capital R, capital D, we say, oh, Lord, sovereign God, Jehovah. He says, he says, let the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Not capital L, small O-R-D. He says, not Adonai, no. Lord Jehovah, God, where the angels are worshiping him all the time. He says, Lord. He says, O Lord. He goes on further. My rock. He says, the first thing is, you're my God. Then he says, you're my rock. You see, he's using each one of these words. And he says, my rock. This refers to his source of strength, stability, victory, and empowerment. He says, oh, Lord, sovereign God, my rock, my source of strength. He says, he's, he's calling each one by name. He says, Lord, this is what you are. He says, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in, in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my rock. One that I'm standing on, one a person that I can uh, hold on to at all times, that I'm, I will always trust my rock. Jesus Christ mentioned one thing. He said, when you keep my word, I will liken you to one who built his house upon a what? If notice this, he didn't say a rock, he said the rock. You build, when you keep my words. You build, I build, you build your house upon a rock. My Redeemer. Let's read it together. This refers to his continually and faithfully rescuing us from eternal damnation, dangerous and difficult circumstances, our enemies, satanic attacks, and worldly influence. This word salvation is used 1,500 times in scripture. The word salvation means deliverance, okay? And every day God is delivering us from something. Have you almost been in a car wreck? Okay. Have you almost been uh, in a, a situation where you don't know, um, uh, I mean, it looked like a dangerous situation. You don't know how you're going to get out of it. And someone shows up. Somehow, God has a tendency to show up at the right time. And we are able to go through the day and we say, thank you, Lord. He's our deliverer. See, he has already settled the eternal books. Our salvation is sound. You can never, never, never lose your salvation. God chose you if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He has chose you before the foundations of the world. And Jesus Christ sealed it on the cross of Calvary in his death, burial, and resurrection. And the moment that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, admitting the fact that you are a sinner, God says, that's it. 
It's all locked up. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And he says, my redeemer. When we think about this whole idea of redeemer, then we need to understand, and I, um, I appreciate the brother that I uh, was, was sharing this morning. Um, there's some things I look at on, on television. And he was, he was talking about the fact that we were weighed down with sin. I mean, really weighed down with sin. Um, the sin of rebellion, the sin of resisting God, the sin of anger, the sin of lust. I mean, we can go on and on, and, and you can throw out different names. Each time we were weighed down with sin. And it says that when the Lord laid upon him the iniquity, the sins of us all, Jesus Christ took it and gave it a one slam down and said, now I take it. Oh, Lord, my Redeemer. Everything that you have ever done, God says, don't worry about it anymore. I got this. And as he was saying in his time with the Lord, his quiet time, his meditative time with the Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, Jehovah, my rock, my stability, my redeemer. Who have settled it in the, the judicial courts forever. He says, be acceptable, Lord. I want it to be acceptable in your sight. I don't care what other folks are thinking. Acceptable in your sight. As I close this morning, I just want to ask the question. Is the things that you're saying, what about your heart? What about the meditation of your heart? Is it acceptable? Or is it offensive? You know, Paul tells us, grieve not the spirit whereby we are sealed to the day of redemption. And as we close this morning, I close on this note. Have you come short this week? <laughs> if we tallied everything was the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart acceptable? To our Lord, our rock, and our redeemer. If not, I would like to pray for you. I would like for you to stand. It's between you and the Lord. I don't need to know what happened, or what you were thinking, or what you were saying. Uh -uh. I'm just saying that God needs to do a cleansing power, a process in us. That we may be a powerful entity and a powerful reflection and, and an encouragement to others. But if it doesn't happen with you then it'll never happen. It'll never happen. God is not, see, God is not concerned. God can fill this church up in a minute. That's no problem. It's not the amount of people. It's the people's hearts that God is looking for. Once he gets your heart, you're like a spark, like a spark that caused the, uh, the, the fires there in Australia. It is keep on burning and keep on burning and keep on burning and keep on burning. 
You know why it keeps on burning? I found out in, in, uh, uh, about that, why the fires are going in, in Australia. Because though our, our youth proliferates uh, plants, uh, and what happens is trees, and it has oil in it. So as the fire goes, guess what? It keeps on burning, and keeps on burning, because it's not like other trees. It's something in the trees that responds immediately to fire. My prayer is that God's fire moves through your life and, and through your, your works, and that God may be glorified, that no fireman can put that out once he starts it in your soul. Let's bow. Father, my prayer right now is for those who acknowledge just that. It's a personal thing now between them and you. I'm just talking. Lord, I'm just praying right now that you will uh, speak to their hearts and encourage their hearts. Make them resolve in their hearts today. Yesterday has been taken care of. Today will form our tomorrow. Let us, Lord, start today with the, voice, with the very verse, let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, be accepted. In thy sight. Oh Lord, I pray for each one. Thank you for their honesty. Not with me, with you. Thank you for what you're going to do. There are folks, Lord, that I'll never be able to speak to. But Lord, they have influence over individuals. May their influence be because you are influencing them. And there are those, Lord, who do not know you as Savior. Lord, help them to go through the litmus test. Realizing that they are a sinner, they can't save themselves. Jesus Christ died for their sins. And they must uh, ask for forgiveness to be accepted into the family. Believing on this Jesus Christ, who is God. Oh Lord, I pray that this will be a very unique, significant day for everyone in this room. And as we leave this place, the impact that we have on lives that you will place in our lives. We bring glory and honor to your name. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.